Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sometimes needing new tires can catch us by surprise. That's why tire power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tirepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. We acknowledge the Ghana people, the traditional owners of the land the upcoming game is played on, and pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to the 2021 AFL Premiership season on AFL Nation. Pitches on its point, goes over the top of Power Pepper, but it's for Rosie, who cuts the 50, doubles back, opens it up, exquisite skill, bounces it home. Bontem Pelly, can he get enough on the ball? Oh, oh yes he can! It's Bontem Pelly! A glorious kick for goal. Metagola releases it to Cameron, he's kicking for six! Jeremy Cameron charging away! Hooker's down there, three catch jump against him. Stringer's got the crumb, runs outside of the boot, and he's nailed it! It couldn't be goal of the night with the opening goal of the night, could it? Breaks the tackle, wobbles one. Where are you, buddy? There he is! <laughs> he juggles the mark at the front. Half passing board for Traga. Can he get it home? Yes, he can! Handed it to Green, open goal, and he'll slot it with ease. Toby Green versus the world, and Green's still winning. Great strike, magnificent kick from Joe Danaher. Massive white smile spread across his face. Welcome to AFL Nation. Welcome and good evening to AFL Nation. It's qualifying final time here at Adelaide Oval. It is wet, it is windy, but we're in for an absolute ripper. Miles Fitzner with you. For the action here between the Melbourne Demons and the Brisbane Lions, as we welcome you to here to AFL Nation for Athena Home Loans. Uh, I'm joined in the commentary box tonight by, well, one of the number one newsbreakers here in South Australia. He's everywhere. He does it on the tennis. You name it, he can call it. His name is Tommy Wren. Uh, good evening to you, Tommy. Miles, I'm so excited to be here. What a game we've got tonight. It's going to be a treat. Two great sides, and they're not used to uh, meeting in finals, so I cannot wait for this game. It's going to be exciting. And speaking of treats, well, the man that sits with us in the box here, 1978 Brownlow medal, Best 1982 Coleman medal, Hall of Famer, OAM. Well, look, how long can I go on for? Malcolm Blight, uh, good to be here. Uh, hi, Miles. Hold on. Yeah, it's, it's actually AM. I'm a member of the Order of Australia, not an officer. Yeah. AM. AM, yeah. AM. Yeah, get that one right. He's, a, mo- he's a morning man. How are you, yeah, mate? Good, mate. Really good, Miles. Hey, hey, that fair income, big shower, and there's more on the way. We're talking earlier off air, weren't we? Who, who does it suit better? Yep. I often think that Brisbane play in a lot slipperier conditions than what Melbourne do for most of the year, don't they? Because it's quite warm in Brisbane. So. I've actually picked Melbourne tonight. I'm going early, but not surprising now. If this water comes and keeps coming, I, I, I suspect that they're right into it up to their ears, Brisbane. Well, I've walked in. Both of you are dry. I'm as wet as a shag. <laughs> uh, and you both wave your umbrellas at me. Uh, the old bulls and the young bulls rolling into Adelaide Oval. Got caught in it on the other side. But it is wet, Tommy. Uh, how are you seeing it play out? Well, I reckon... Malcolm's right. For those just tuning in now, I reckon four to five millimetres in the last half an hour yep. or so. It has been a really good dump of rain. And Malcolm, you've had a look at the radar too. Looks Smoke. like we're going to have a, a wet, slippery, tough old night. And 
you played in a lot of these games, Malcolm. You've coached in a lot of them. I remember a, a Sydney Crows game that yeah. was one of the wettest in 98 after you got belted by Melbourne the week before. I guess it comes back to playing fairly simply. Yes, you do. I banned handball. Only kick it and kick it long. You no one lead. Peter Barty that night was yeah. dominant from memory. Six well, goals. Yeah, what actually happened, kicking from full back, Sean Wren was a ruckman, took him on the corner of the square. I said, kick it. The longest kicks were Rashudo and Jarman. Kicked to Rennie. Rennie knock it on. Peter Vardy on the wing. Run. You run forward. Ended up kicking six. It was amazing. 25 years later almost, Malcolm. Does the same apply? But, Is it that kind of night? I, I, well, it will. It might depend. Now, one of the things, it's still raining as we're talking here, Tom. It's not as heavy as it was, but I've I had a look at the radar. I think there's more coming. Then there's going to be a bit of a gap, and then there looks like some more. Yeah. This is a pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles Trade Club right here on AFL Nation. Wherever you're listening right around the country, we hope you enjoy the broadcast and the pre-game show. Gentlemen, one thing we have to talk about a little bit off the top, we've just seen it come through from the, well, the, the Ripper game down there in Tasmania, GWS knocking off Sydney 74-73, to but the bump, Toby Green on the umpire. We've got some audio of him speaking to Luke Hodge after the game. That's what Toby Green had to say. Well, we saw you had a collision with the umpire running past. Was that look like your tractor being running towards your teammates and an accidental bit of contact? Oh, I, I don't know what it was. I, I, yeah, it was just in the moment. And um, no, I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't even touch him. I think I was just talking to him about, um, just about something in the game. But yeah. Right, you could tell us a total accident. But mate, how are you feeling now? You're off to the second final. Um, yeah, it was just a big recovery week. And uh, I think we're off to Barn Bugle. So chill out on the golf course and um, reload and go against, against Geelong. Blighty, I'll start with you. Is there much in it? Yes, there is. Yeah. Well, you've seen it right here on the laptop. Yeah, I watched it three times. Uh, Craig, our technician here, showed it to me three times. It's silly. It's avoidable. Is it avoidable? Was it, was it demonstrative? No. But it was silly. I think, I think he's got a question. Are we always talking about Toby Green and some sort of infraction in a final series? It no, seems to be yeah. repetitive every season. Yeah. And this is the problem, isn't it? If it was a clean skin, and I'm trying to think of Patrick Dangefield, although he's been in trouble this year, but if it was someone who you just don't expect to do it, you'd say, oh, look, maybe give them the benefit of the doubt. But unfortunately, Miles' reputation is going to come into it. And I think Malcolm probably hit the nail on the head. The word avoidable makes it, therefore, umpires are sacrosanct. He's in trouble. It's not a good look. We will talk about that game just briefly, though, but a one-point thriller. GWS yeah. have a bit of a habit in Final Series 2 of, yeah. of close games. In years gone by, the Battle of the Bridge hasn't let us down, though, Blighty. Uh, is, did you see it going that way? Not really. I, I actually tipped at Sydney... That was before I knew Mills was out, and I knew Kennedy was probably going to be out. Mm. So that's two of their four best midfielders. It was always, I thought, brought GWS back in the game. But I still kept with my original, because I'm quite pig-headed about that when I pick someone. <laughs> so, Gee, they so, came late, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, I mean, oh, a point. I must say, I, I, I ended up playing in a primary final one by a point to get to the grand final. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking for the other side. Yep. Ecstatic. Ecstatic for GWS. But uh, there is a case to answer, just getting back to Toby Green. It was something very silly and, as I said, avoidable. I think, and I'm right with you, they don't want anyone touching umpires. Mm. No one. You know, they either get fined, he'll get a massive fine, or get a week. That's what he'll get. Rennie, did you see it going that way? 10-13 Sydney. It seems to be annoying when you see score lines like that and you go, well, one point uh, and you've kicked uh, at least five more behinds. Chances go begging. It, they see that as a missed opportunity for sure, Miles. I mean, a great season. There's been so much development from the Swans. I don't think many had them in their top eight at the start of the season. That said, to lose that game, um, they'd be shattered with that. Great effort from the Giants. They've been up and down, but come good at the right time. The talking point clearly this week will be Toby Green. But 
you know, they've got a chance against the Cats, who were very disappointing last night, but the Giants just seem to be finding momentum at the right time of the year. Let's go back to that before we head to our first break. Surely this is a pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles Trade Club. On AFL Nation, wherever you're listening, the Cats, very, very disappointing. I came in and had a look at the game last night, Rennie, and uh, I thought that the Port were very good and the Geelong were very poor. And missed some opportunities early. I, I think they needed to make those count with that crowd. I know it was only 20,000, but... They just didn't take their opportunities. And then they just seemed to fraction off. And I think it's eight out of nine um, final series under Chris Scott where they've lost the first week of the final. So that's starting to become an issue. It's, it's haunting them. They do have a great record at backing up. They need to repeat. It's not going to be easy, though. The Giants will be pretty good next week. Bloody, we were talking off air about their last five first finals. Geelong have kicked four times their lowest score of the season. The other time their third lowest score of the season. Uh, is that just a maybe a coincidence or is there something there with going into final series no i i always say if there's trends in games you know you once offs and twos of and all that sort of stuff but it's certainly a trend isn't it and it's not a trend that you want to buy into they have lost those games i mean that's the trick isn't it once they start losing and you think well what why would that be what would chris scott do different than he didn't do from the home and away games to actually stop that from happening it's yeah it seems to be an issue is this the year for him is this it Cameron looked a bit... He looked weary last night, didn't he? He was slow. He looked old. Is this, is this the year where maybe Hawkins and Selwood go, if it's not going to happen this year, oh, we can't do it again? <laughs> yeah, that crystal ball, is a, it's an interesting question. I, look, they are an old team, generally speaking. You know, and you know, they had a good crack last year, got made it to a grand final. They play the finals every year. They've been a wonderful club, the most winningest club in the AFL history. AFL history. And they've been super at it. Oh, been good. Hawthorne have won more premierships, of course, but... I mean, they have been a winning club. They'll still be working hard. The only thing I will now say is that Brian Cook, the CEO, is finishing up. Steve Hawking's going back there. Colin Carter, their long-time president, is finishing up. And obviously a former board board member still goes on. But someone else they're losing is Stephen Wells, who has been the mastermind of the list management and recruiting. So that, I mean, they have someone replace him, of course, but he's, he's, he's got 30 years' experience. It's, I know he's going to poke around in the background, but he won't be the man. One very, very quick one before we get to a break, Blighty. After what you saw last night, can Port go the whole way? Oh, yeah, I think so. It, top four, we've always said, I think everyone, everyone in the game has said, look, anyone in the top four that could win it this year, there's no Richmond. And don't forget, Richmond won three grand finals from finishing third. The time they finished top, they didn't win it. We've got to go to a break, Blighty. Tom E. Wren, he's got to go down for some media commitments. He'll be back with us in about an hour's time. This is uh, AFL Nation right here for Athena Home Loans. Miles Fitzer and Malcolm Blight be back right after this. You're listening to AFL Nation for the Beaumont Tiles Trade Club. Hey, uh, Alan, five All-Australians, you get a rising start, finish on top of the ladder. It's finals time. You come to Adelaide, it's teeming rain. Uh, is it just uh, take on all conditions and just go through the motions? It, probably hoping it was a little bit better than this. Yeah, we don't have much choice, but, um, yeah, no, it'll be a terrific contest. It always is with these conditions. Both teams are really good contest teams. Um, it's been a big week for the club in a, in a really positive way. We've embraced the opportunity uh, to play finals. The guys have done a terrific job in terms of getting on top so that we, uh, you know, we give ourselves a really good opportunity to launch into this, this campaign. And, and Goody's been really clear with the players that the qualifying rounds are over and, and we've done a good job in that space. But now now the real stuff begins and, uh, and we're really looking forward to it. 
Alan, has, has the team... I, I'm just trying to remember. Has the team played many games in the wet conditions? I know you played Brisbane in round 12, but I'm I just, I just trying to remember. Have you played any? Yeah, no, we have. And um, we've generally been pretty pretty good because of... We haven't been a, uh, an overly efficient team, given we finished on top of the ladder with our ability to convert our work into scoring bloody. So it probably hasn't had a, as big an impact that way. Um, we're a very good defensive team, as you know, with, with the experienced lads that we have down back and just our system. Um, so we haven't allowed a lot of scores through. Obviously, you know, someone like uh, Cameron tonight with these conditions will be a real handful. But um, we've got a pretty simple method of offence. We're pretty straight. We don't rely on a lot of handball and a lot of short kicking. We're fairly direct in the way that we play. So it, um, it, it won't hurt us uh, like any football person you know you, you prefer finals to be slightly uh, uh, better conditions to have a better spectacle but from our perspective you know we're fine with these conditions now, now you've been at the club a while i mean you've been around the footy circles uh, you know for many many years now quite experienced but getting hold of stephen may and jake lever i mean wh whoever that was that's genius stuff isn't it you just needed that little bit of help at the back and it certainly paid dividends yeah yeah no there's no, there's no doubt about that it's um we, we've fundamentally built the list from the draft, but like all foot, good footy clubs, that, that's never enough. You know, you need a combination of the two. And Tim Lamb, um, our list manager, has done a done a really good job. His ability to be able to identify with Goody, you know, exactly what the team needs to, to take the next step. And then the next step for us was, you know, back in 2017 to play finals, disappointing post that, or 2018, I should say, post that, you know, slipped away a bit, and now just with the maturity of, of those guys, certainly Lever and May playing footy together because that, you know, these last two years, that's the first time that's really happened and we've seen the benefits there. But then for, you know, Petrarca and Oliver and these guys that are still pretty young, you know, to, to play 60, 70 games of footy together, it's um, it's starting to gel, that's, that's for sure. Alan, the last six weeks, Brisbane have been number one for points four. They're number one scores inside 50, number one at points from clearances and number three at points from turnovers. They're delivering into the inside 50, especially from players like Daniel Rich has been excellent. Are you actually looking um, to maybe sort of target one of these players? Can we expect a bit of a matchup anywhere tonight and maybe sort of try and stem that inside 50 delivery uh, from the Lions? Uh Yeah, no, no, we're very aware of, of, of those two lads in particular, Birchall and Rich. And particularly in these conditions, because whilst they might not be able to pinpoint, they'll certainly get, you know, they get length on their disposal and they don't need a lot of steps. They don't need to be clear to get good length. Um, you know, they're very talented in that space. But, you know, we're definitely going to make sure that our players uh, have real clarity on what's expected in, in their roles. We want our players to play on instincts. We want to be bold and we want to be aggressive. So we're definitely going to go after our own game. But there's always you always need to take away what are weapons from the opposition and those two lads, you know, present some, some problems if they get too much of the footy. So, you know, we'll have to, we'll, we'll be working on that. Just going back to the list again, I, I, 1,300 game players, it's, it's, you know, and seven under 50, but it's almost the perfect profile. But similarly, Brisbane are very, very similar. You're both, you're both in the sweet spot, I reckon, for actually get to make finals and actually go on with it. So it's a really good spot you're in. Yeah, no, no, we... Um, as we touched on earlier, I think, um, in fact, I know the guys have done a really good job. Um, there's been some some periods where, you know, Goody's persisted with younger players um, to make sure that we get the right amount of games. 
you know, knowing where you're at is probably the most important thing in footy is, is to know where your club is at and so therefore you make the right decisions, whether that be to to trade and get someone in because you're nearly there or to persist with a young bloke who might not quite have the impact of of a more experienced player, but you know that you're going to be you're not going to be good for a couple of years, so you've got to get the games in. I think they've, I think collectively, and uh, you know, I'm only new to Melbourne, but I reckon uh, Goody and the other lads have, have they've handled that really well. So we find ourselves in a position where we're much more experienced, and I and, and I reckon we've probably got a greater percentage of our players that now want to win a flag as opposed to just want to be good players. And once again, that's it's been a lot of really good storytelling and at times challenging, at times rewarding, you know, from, from coaches and leaders. Yeah, I couldn't agree. Just with, with Simon, obviously I know him reasonably well. Uh, just his approach, I mean, you've, as I said, been around the, the circles for a long time. Have you seen him just develop in, even in your time at the club? Yeah, yeah. So this is my second year, Blighty. Last yeah, year, yeah. probably a little bit closer, to be honest, as the director of coaching. Now, I sort of manage, you know, any of the staff that are involved in performance, but... Um, He's got a bit more experience around him with Mark Williams and with Adam Uzo, who has been involved in a very successful program with the Hawks. So I think there's probably a little bit more trust, which is in terms of some of the method stuff. Chappie doing, Troy Chaplin doing defence, Uzo doing midfield and offence. Um, you know, he is still very much across it all, but he does trust a lot more. And it, and it appears to empower a lot, empower a lot more. And so what that's done is it's his connection with the players, not always, not always um, positive and and um, and all you know, rosy. It's he's, he's at times been challenging. His stuff he does with the leaders is just brilliant um, to hold it to hold them to really high standards. Given they're a pretty young group still, uh, yeah, I've liked the way he's involved in that space. Actually, I saw some footage on TV the other night with Mark Williams sort of doing some shyacking out in the ground with a few players. I mean, he's, he's been an interesting character, hasn't he? I mean, there's been talk yeah. of him. He could coach again, and, and I think he probably could by that matter. But he seems to actually good cop, bad cop stuff. Is that what it is? Is that what we're reading from outside? Yeah, I liken him a bit to um, the old swimming coach, Laurie Lawrence, that uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. did a really good job uh, you know, with our swim team many years ago. He's just got so much energy. He's very challenging. But the way that he challenges is based on um, because he has higher expectation of individuals or even of the team. And so that, that, that builds self-belief. Um, and so he's very aware of that. It's not just that that is an outcome of what he does. You know, he's a, he's a teacher by trade as well as a, an experienced and successful footy coach. So there's some fair method in the madness. You know, he's done that certainly at the Richmond Footy Club and now he's doing that with our young and experienced players. So... It was his birthday the other day, Blighty, so he was in the middle of the circle <laughs> down, at, uh, down at Geelong because I think he just ticked over 64 or something, so um, the boys chucked him in the middle. Hey, Alan, uh, we appreciate your time before the game. The rain's just turned off here at Adelaide Oval. We wish you the best of luck tonight and for the rest of the final series and, uh, yeah, look forward to seeing the Ds go deep later on in the year. No, good on you guys. Appreciate it. Alan Richardson there, the GM of football performance at Melbourne. And our experts tonight are here for car sales. Sell your car in 24 hours with car sales instant offer. Just one quick thing before we go to a break, Bloody. What I like, no changes. No changes to the D side. Roll in. Same as 
you know, same old troops. They step up and away yeah, they go. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I can tell you now that is handy for any game, but particularly for finals. We're going to jump to a break, Blighty. Coming up on the other side of this, we chat to Ben Hudson. You're listening to AFL Nation for Athena Home Loans. Kick your home loan goals at athena.com.au. A sports news update for the Renault traffic. Take advantage of Renault's end of financial year deals and drive your business further. Hi, Phoebe Humphrey here with a sports news update. In the NRL, the Raiders fought back from a 16-0 first-half deficit to defeat the Warriors, scoring five unanswered tries. Jordan Rupana and Hudson Young secured the triumph, with them both crossing for tries within the last minutes of the match, ending Canberra's two-match losing run. But when scores were tied up at 16-all, both teams became sloppy. The game ended 28-16. Latrell Mitchell is facing a suspension ahead of the NRL final series after the South Sydney fullback was sent to the sin bin in the Rabbitohs' 54-12 defeat of the Roosters. Mitchell's high shot on Joey Manu in the second half left the Roosters centre with potentially season-ending facial injuries. Mitchell could miss at least the first three weeks of finals if handed a Grade 2 dangerous contact charge. That's latest sport for Renault. Business is looking good in the Renault traffic. Five years, easy life ownership. You're listening to AFL Nation for the Beaumont Tiles Trade Club. Miles Fitzner and Malcolm Blight here with you from Adelaide Oval for the qualifying final between the Melbourne Demons and the Brisbane Lions. The rain, Blighty, just starting to clear, isn't it? And It is. I think there might be some more on the way, though. I've had a look at the Adelaide radar, and it's just going to have a bit of a break now, and then, then there'll be some more, I reckon. You are all over the weather for Beaumont Tiles, wind tiling products for a year. Icanwin.com.au head there, down on the line. Joining us is Brisbane assistant coach Ben Hudson. Uh, ben, good evening to you. G'day, boys. Thanks for having me. Ben, I want to start uh, with one question. Is uh, You've got two bulls in Oliver and Petrarca. They're averaging 31.6 and uh, about 28.6 possessions for the season and contested ball. Do you put some time into the two bulls tonight? Uh, I think we do. Uh, I suppose we back our method. Uh, we're not too bad. I suppose we, as a lot, share a bit more of the load. We probably don't have those that are sort of the, the highest numbers, those two quality players. But I, I think tonight... And, is all over the weather. It's just going to be one of those games, I think, where you just got to contest after contest. And yeah, yeah, we'll certainly put work in. They're not the only two on the field, but yeah, during the week, so, yeah, there's been a bit of time put in. No real matchups in that you can throw us here on AFL Nation. Just give us a little insight, a little early peak. Oh, I'd love to, but. I'd, but uh, Faze, although he's literally might get a bit angry at me. Yeah, so, no. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, ben, uh, first of all, um, congratulations with your work. I mean, you're in, you're in charge of the rucks and midfield. McInerney's, he's been a big plus for you, hasn't he? I know he's a developing player. I see he ran fourth in the best and fairest last year too, which is a pretty good effort. But, I mean, it's going to be a, a pivotal battle with Max Gorn, obviously the All-Australian captain. What a great contest that should be. Yeah, it is. And, and, and you said, yeah, Big O's is thrived in that responsibility, obviously, since Steph left the club a year ago and, and that responsibility. And, and there's no bigger challenge than Big Maxi Gorn, who's, who's seen it pretty well at the moment. Uh, but it, it's just about a contest. And, and I suppose that's what Big O does for us. And, and sometimes it doesn't look too pretty, but it's probably the work he does off the ball, sort of getting back to help our defenders and, and in essence, just making a contest. But it, they're both pretty uh, skillful seven-footers that uh, at times make the game look pretty nice. Yeah. I just, I mean, I know the All-Australians is not something that probably you coach and talk about, but Jared Lyons, Hugh McCluggage and James Orko, three of your very, very important midfielders, were all nominated, didn't make the final team, but 
to get the three nominations from the one team shows that they've all had pretty good years. Yeah, I think consistent is the word. Like Jared Lyons, uh, three club, club player now, sort of goes under the radar, but the role he plays in our club is vital. And, and you probably, if you're live at the game, you can actually hear his instructional voice and the understanding of the game. So he's been terrific. Obviously, Lockie Neal missed a fair chunk of the year, so he sort of had to step up, along with the likes of uh, Hugh McCluggage and obviously Zorks. And everyone knows Zorks has, has been around so much, but he's certainly a barometer in the way that he attacks the footy and the pressure that he uh, he plays every week like it is a final. So tonight it, it'll be, be the same. And if you can bring that intensity around the ball early and just get it uh, forward under these conditions, yeah, it'll be whoever can lock it in there forward half longer. We'll, we'll probably have a few seconds at the end. Ben, speaking of barometers, uh, mate, uh, Daniel Rich and Mitch Robertson, they're veterans, I would say, but Daniel Rich arguably playing the best football of his entire career. When the ball's in his hands, you know he's going to use it well. Having two veterans in form like that's really got to take your side a long way. It does. Uh, Richie, uh, I, I wouldn't know what it's like to be able to kick a footy like that, but his ability to, to be composed but also take territory when under pressure, and, yeah, he, he thrived under face. Like, you know, four or five years ago, Probably Richie wasn't playing his, his best footy, and now he's thrived. He knows his role, plays it well. And obviously, similar to Mitch Robinson, came with a few uh, warts on him from Carlton, but been terrific. Played his role as a winger, which you would have asked him a couple of years ago. The wingers play on the outside, but in today's footy, the wingers play a vital role, just covering the ground, getting back to assist. But yeah, they've been terrific in just playing their role, knowing it, and also teaching the young guys coming through. Now, uh, this is your third go at it, third final series. You know, we, we know where it all started, you know, from down the bottom and, and there's been a gradual build with some good young players and a couple of recruits. Chris Fagans, this is the third time you've had a crack at finals and each year you've got a little bit better. How has he handled it? What have you observed about him maybe this year compared to last year so far? I know it's only one final coming up, but how's he been for the whole week? Oh, I think he's, like us all, he's been very adaptable. Uh, he acknowledges probably the past that we've had. And as you mentioned, this is our third crack at it. It's been a, a little bit of a different journey. We're able to sort of scrape into the top four, but it's sort of talk about sort of every moment counts. And we've sort of stayed in more hotels than uh, in my life, I think, in the last <laughs> last six months yeah. or so. But So the ability to say it, that's the one for Fraser. He's led that way. And he'd be first to admit he loves his uh, stability and sort of the consistency of a normal year. So his ability to show that he can adapt has certainly flowed on to both the coaches, the staff, and in essence, most importantly, the players. Yeah, of course. Hey, ben, 1,200-game players going to be out there tonight. I mean, that, that's the sweet spot, isn't it? I know I know Melbourne are very, very similar. You, you, gee, your, your age demographic's very, very similar, and that's why you're playing finals. But it is a right, it is the right time now to take another step, isn't it? It is, and, and, and have you said at the start of the year, you get to play the, the best side of the year, which were Melbourne in a neutral venue, in a, in a qualifying final, you, you'd snap it up at the drop of a hat. But, yeah, both teams are in really good form. And, yeah, it, it's, it's certainly a role of the dice if you look at it from form. But, yeah, from our point of view, you mentioned we've had that experience from finals, but also those younger players, Hugh McCluggage, Jared Berry, the likes of up close to 100, past 100 games. It's, yeah, it's vital for us to hopefully shine through this evening. Ben, let's go back to last week. Nine times you're in and out of this game tonight. Uh, how was that for you? How did you handle the emotions? Uh, yeah, 
to be honest, I'm a simple ruckman, so I didn't ask for the uh, finals. <laughs> I was waiting for that. End, but but I, I actually laughed after the game. Everyone in the crowd knew what was going on. My old, my old man was there. He reckons he was manually working it out. I said, there's an app for that, Billy. But everyone in the box, uh, footy manager, did a good job. I think it, I listened in. I'm on the con, so I listened in at about, we needed three points and slowly two and then one. But, yeah, it's actually it was a great feeling to to get over the line and it was sort of a, a win and then another win and, and yeah it was, it was a great moment and we sort of knew and, and reset pretty quickly after that but as you know in these times you enjoy the, the great moments and, and that was a great moment and it's got to a, a, a qualifying final tonight and we've got to make the most of that opportunity but yeah it was a good feeling and hopefully we can reproduce it in about yeah, a couple I, of hours time. Yeah, that's true. Hey, uh, just on that, I mean, you spent a lot of time with the players and actually around them. What, what was the buzz like? It always impressed me, the buzz of a finals week, you know, the first finals week. Has that been at the club this week? Do you sense that there is a lift in the morality or the m- morale of the team? Yeah, and I think the bonus of living in Brisbane and Queensland is one that yeah, we're away from that spotlight, but we, we create our own energy on the back of the game against West Coast. It flows through and yeah, we've had some... Unlike tonight, uh, it's perfect weather up in Queensland. We've been lucky enough to, to stay at home under very limited uh, um, sort of quarantine conditions. So, yeah, she's, she's a great time to be playing this time of year. And I think, as you mentioned before, three years uh, we've done it. So now we're certainly uh, very uh, honoured to, to be part of it. And we certainly don't uh, yeah, take it with for granted, that's for sure. Chris Fagan has, has been a unique character, you know, a, a welcome addition to the coaching ranks. Everyone's in, enthralled by his enthusiasm and his honesty. Is, is that what portrayed to the players? I mean, it, it just seems to be a really honest guy. Yeah, he, is, he calls a spade a spade. And I, I think that's where the young men have certainly benefited. There's no sort of... Yeah, Everything is on the table, and especially in these times, with we've been our schedule is day to day, and we've probably spent a couple of weeks in Perth, where we sort of told the players, "Well, this is what we've been told we're happening." So that constant and honest feedback creates sort of, well, prevents sort of anxiety and uncertainty because we're flag sort of lets everyone know what's going on as as much as we can. So, so in these uncertain times, we've been pretty cool, calm, and collective. So, yeah, he, he certainly, his media, how he's portrayed in the media is exactly the same as behind closed doors. Look, uh, I mean, you've got a great midfield, so have Melbourne. I, I just noticed, I'm not fantastic on stats, but they've won the contested count by nearly 13 a game and, and they're ranked number one against the top eight teams, which is part of your brief. Uh, that's where it's going to be won, isn't it? On a day like tonight, or night like tonight, if it is a bit slippery, talked about it early. We all talk about contested position, but it is true, isn't it? Get it in your hands yeah. first and get it moving. Correct. And, and with two good sides, there's going to sort of be an arm wrestle and there's going to be ebbs and flows where you know one team will get on top for yeah. three or four minutes, but you've got to limit the effect that that contested ball has. If you, know, you lose a three or four clearances in a row and you can prevent scores from that, you've got to win it back. As, as you mentioned, that from that contested ball territory, especially tonight, you just if you can maintain that, I think both sides are really good at winning it back as well, so if you, you can win it back and just maintain that territory, yeah, she's certainly going to be an arm wrestle, but you have to be honest that you mentioned the sort of five all Australians and a few of them in the midfield so there, there's going to be times where they're going to get the four forward, but I think it's being able to stay composed and, and adjust slightly and, and sort of get back and, and regain a bit of the momentum shifts 
Ben, we better let you go and do your job. We appreciate your time <laughs> yep. so much. Yeah. You know, nah, we can no talk to you. Yeah, we can talk to you for another 30 or 40 yeah. minutes, mate, and uh, let you go get a pie or something before you jump up in the commentary yeah, box. Maybe you mate. see him or something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah. right, mate. We appreciate it. Best of luck tonight, and uh, we'll chat again Thanks, soon. Boys. Always a pleasure. Thanks again. See you, boys. Ben Hudson there, the assistant coach at Brisbane. He's a good fella. He's yeah, been, he's yeah, a he's good been, fella. He's been a, he's been around, hasn't he? Good player, been good a few player. clubs and oh, like really consistent, honest yeah, player, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was indeed. Hey, bloody, what we need to do is a shout out for Flight Centre. Win big with Flight Centre. Five years of holidays big. When we can travel again, where will you go for your chance to win? Head to flightcentre.com.au forward slash win. So we need to do that. And you can also get involved with our AFL Nation calls across the weekend on the open line thanks to Southern Phone. Simplify, simplify should I say, your life with Southern Phone mobile plans. Switch to southern phone bloody we've got about one minute before we're going to go to one more break that wind has just continued to blow in you can smell the hot chips coming straight <laughs> through the uh through the front window and well that's when we know we, we get a little bit of a breeze on our face here from the commentary position that's a essentially a westerly but it looks like it might just be drying out but maybe a little bit more on the way yeah and look um i'm, I'm just watching the, the players well I'm, I'm fascinated with the crowd i've got no idea what the crowd will be yeah i don't know what it'll be either but they're starting to pile in we'll be back right after this you're listening to afl nation for athena home loans stay with us malcolm blight miles fitzner afl nation right around the country back soon you're listening to afl nation for the beaumont tiles trade club for the ball, kicks it to a guy in blue who kicks it to some other guy in blue, now some tall bloke has the ball, he kicks it to an even taller bloke, kick handball, kick don't miss the best bits you won't miss a moment if you drink wise proudly brought to you by Drinkwise. you know in Australia, we love small talk right you roll into tyre power and say g'day mate, got some tyres yeah 100% we do, the store wide super sale is on now Nice one. Bit of buy three, get one free action? Yep, absolutely. On Kumo Passenger and SUV tyres, you can buy three, get one free. Like it. Can I get that free five-minute tyre safety check and see how we roll? Yep, no worries. Beauty. Done. Good chat. Tyre Power. Australia's best. Storewide super sale on now. Tyrepower.com.au Whatever car you choose to drive, it's your right to choose your own independent mechanic. Your local Repco Authorised Service Centre is a trusted professional who is fully qualified to service your car and stamp your logbook. They have the latest equipment and technical know-how. They use quality parts and lubricants and all work is backed by a nationwide warranty. For real peace of mind, trust the experience and knowledge of your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. Drop in or book online at repcoservice.com. With destinations like the Great Ocean Road, your best adventures are right here in Victoria. Switch your electricity and gas to Red Energy on a Qantas Red Saver plan today and you'll get 15,000 bonus Qantas points plus two points per dollar on every energy bill you pay on time. Switch on to Red Energy now on 131 806 so you can switch off on a Victorian holiday later. Residential customers only. Eligibility criteria and conditions apply. Energy fact sheets available at redenergy.com.au slash EFS. Even after 50 years, we're still celebrating the classics at Macca's. So for our birthday, why not take our iconic taste to the next level? Party with a double quarter pounder, fillet fish McChicken or Big Mac today. Available after 10.30am. You're listening to AFL Nation for the Beaumont Tiles Trade Club. Welcome back to AFL Nation. For Beaumont Tiles, win tiling products for one year. I can win.com.au. Miles Fitzner with you, and we've got the Hall of Famer, 
Brownlow medalist, Coleman medalist, McGarry medalist, superstar, two-time premiership coach, Malcolm Blight. Blighty, yeah, you put the jacket on. He's a bit chilly here at the moment. It's, it's, blowing, it's blowing straight through the window at the moment. And, uh, well, yeah, we are... Um, yeah, in for a good one. It's clear at the moment, though, but hopefully the rain might just hold off. You checked the radar before, but thinking a little bit more might come. Yeah, one of the things with the, the, the Adelaide Oval, I guess, since the rebirth of the... There's a lot of sand underneath now, so it actually drains pretty good, providing we don't get a lot of rain. It mightn't be too bad. It's just when, we, when the rain comes. Uh, speaking of rain, shout out for Rainbird. They have Adelaide Oval in pristine condition for tonight's match. Rainbird, smarter irrigation, the intelligent use of water, and, of course, Athena Home Loans. Check out our super home loan rates at athena.com.au. Let's talk about the game a little bit, Plotty. Um, or did you want to start... Yeah, actually, you really wanted to talk about this All-Australian team a little bit, Yeah, I did. You? I mean, there hasn't been that much talk about it because it was obviously during the week. And there was a list of 44 players and obviously 22 made it. The interesting comment that I've always interested with, because it is All-Australian team, you think, oh, well, they'll all be experts in their position. And, and the one that always gets a lot of talk is the, the wing. wing. Yeah. Oh, every time. Every single solitary time. And I must say... Um, I, yeah, you end up. I mean, you end up with a really good team, by the way. It's hard to find. Now, on the wing was Merritt and Walsh. Now, I'd suggest I did see Sam Walsh play a little bit there, and I reckon I've seen Merritt play a little bit there. Well, someone put a stat up, and I think the percentages of time played on the wing, and it, I mean a little bit, it was minuscule. Yeah, I saw it. I have seen Sam Walsh out in the middle. Merritt not too often, to be perfectly honest. I, I think the argument was made then about a player like Seedsman, who's had a good year on the wing in that position, but has also been in a side that's probably had no impact on the competition. So then, are you picking on your spot, Blighty, or are you picking... Or you're just picking the best players. The midfielders get run across the centre line. We have the same argument every every, 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 every year. year. Well, I was. I was on the panel for a while there, and uh, I, I had the same argument back then. So, Did you have it uh, with them? That's an interesting... Did, would you say, no, we're picking a winger? Um, yes and no, depending on the form. I mean, someone like Carl Amon's had a really good game for... McCluggage for Brisbane, I think, has been a super player yeah. and a bit stiff to miss out. But you can't say that Merritt and Walsh shouldn't be in it. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's so it's actually, win-win. it's actually, it's almost become, let's just pick the best players and we'll, we'll find a spot for them. All right, I'll hit you with a couple then. Who, Who's the um, who's the hard luck story? You see, it, I mean, you probably wouldn't see it too much in the social media, but social media, they've always got opinions. Yeah. I who's th- the biggest one? I mean, a lot of people talked about Jake Stringer, but I mean, I thought his form in the second half of the year was a terrific block, but he wasn't as productive earlier in the year, just from what my eyes are sees. And I see most of the games. I mean, you don't see more because some are on at the same time, but you see most of them, and I, I, he would be one. David Mundy was an interesting one. He's probably could win the best and fairest in Fremantle, but is he better than what there is in the team? And you've probably got to say no. He is an intro. I thought he might have nearly scraped in. I thought Amon might have got in. Stringer was the best player in the comp for the last yep. part of the year. Um, but then Boke v Wines... It was an interesting one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I, the other one for me was Christian Salem. I thought he's had a pretty good year for Melbourne at half-back. But so's Daniel Rich and, and so's Bailey Dale. So, so at some stage or rather, someone's... Someone has to miss out. Yeah. Uh, interesting one. Uh, Jack Steele, I reckon he was on the bench last year. I, he's a really good player. R- really firmed up in the Brownlow markets in the yeah. last three or four weeks. They have come for him in a big way. The other one I'm really pleased about, I spent some time, as you know, at the Gold Coast Suns, Took Miller has just developed into an A-grade midfielder now. And, and him getting in the team, I think it's just it, it's just terrific to see the amount of work that he did do. He, he's a terrific young fella. 
but he, he just works his butt off. And if anyone wants to know how to how to make it in AFL football, if you could see the work rate that that lad has, and all these other players, of course, but Tuka's done that. I'm really pleased for him. Off the top of my head, I think he's recently broken the record for the most consecutive 30-plus disposal games in AFL history. Yeah, he's been terrific. And, I mean, we've had a lot of players, like Gary Ablett Jr., Dane Swan, even recently, like Tom Mitchell and Lockie Neal, that they would consistently hit 30%-plus games. And he's broken that, like, he's sort of come out of nowhere a little bit, you know, <laughs> yeah. for everyone down south, I should say. And I should, just in Gary Ablett Jr.'s defence, he did have someone hanging off his back pocket for most of the yeah, time, too. They, they, weren't just, uh, <laughs> they weren't just letting him run around. No, no. He had someone right beside him. Now, we, we talk about the recruit of the year. Yeah. Now, we watched him play last night. Alir Alir has been an unbelievable recruit. Now, I'm not going to say this because it, because Sydney have lost today by a point. That's not the reason. But I would have, they would have loved to have had him today playing on someone who took a lot of marks for GWS. What And what, Toby Green? No. Who, who do you... What, who, the what guy you, that's been at three clubs. Which one are you talking about? I just lost me. <laughs> you, you lost him too? <laughs> I, I was watching him. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking, thinking, who am I talking about? Le- if I could tell you, bloody, I would. No, I, just, oh, I, I really you, would. Just, I'll give you time to get here. Just talk about yourself. Well, the thing I want to say to you about Alir Alir is he was contracted. <laughs> he was contracted. I was watching city. him. I just watched him. That's okay. Um, as long as I'm not forgetting them when we're out on the ground. But no, uh, yeah. you run through the list here. Alir Alir was not the player he was. Ne- is not the player he is now. He was not that player at Sydney, if that makes any sense. I finally get it out. He, he wasn't. He was damaging, and yes, he had the intercept marks, but the game last night against Geelong, especially early, going back, he took three or four genuine contested marks, and it just stopped the game for them. And after a while, you see the players, they're sort of looking to try and kick Jesse, away from Jesse him. Hogan. Good Jesse heaven. Hogan. Sorry about that. Three clubber, Melbourne, yeah. three man. And yeah. yeah, So, but he, he, I mean, his hands were really sticky today. And he, he kicked gold, kicked some points, but I, I think he ended up on Melican, but I mean that would have been a perfect one for Alir Alir on a day like today. But that's not saying it was a good decision or bad decision. It's just a decision made. But they've turned him into that more damaging intercept mark player. I, d- I don't think he quite maybe had the the sort of free reign because he also like you could argue that he didn't have the, the support of Cleary, McKenzie, and Jonas around him either at Sydney. I mean that they had good half back flankers and they'd run off the half back, but their their intercept marking he didn't have that same damage at the Swans. No, a couple of good players in Rampy and Lloyd and those sort of boats. They're pretty good players, aren't they? But they played a different style, though, to what Port needed. It was, I mean, if you look at it on, you, you wouldn't have seen a better recruit in the last five years to fit one single niche oh, yeah. and then go in and execute, makes the All-Australian team away they go. The other one I'll mention is Tom Hawkins. Have you ever seen him anywhere but full forward? No, not, not, really. not, in, my, not in my time. No, and his, his name is Sinar Ford. And that's, oh, that's indicative now of... It's just a tall forward now, isn't it? It's a key forward, and we fit him in to uh, talk about him. So, I mean, Mackay, I thought, was probably the best full forward for the year in a, in a bottom team. And Tom Hurkins certainly had a great year. Well, his, his goal assists in the last three or four seasons. Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean, he's, he nearly led the league, hasn't he? Bonham, Pelly and Petrarca, the midfielders, really, on half-forward flanks. But they all kick goals, though, don't they? they yeah, but then they argue that they like, it's like a game and we just swap them through the half-forward rotation, don't we? Yeah, of course like, that's the... Uh, I, I, how, Toby Green in the pocket and Tom Papley. The, two of the best. Su- super. That they Scarily. are superstars. Superly scary. And how about that? The two recruits to Melbourne, as we mentioned with Alan Richardson before, Jake Lever and Stephen May, 
full back in, in the back pocket. How much pressure did Jake Lever get originally going to Melbourne? The club and him saying that, that he wasn't worth it. Like, there was a lot of talk around when Jake Lever went to the Demons that it wasn't right. The, whether the, even the Demons supporters were coming out saying, you know, do we actually really want this bloke? He got injured, had the knee injury, didn't he? But, yeah. I mean, this season, it, well, we're seeing it tonight. We've got the best defence be the best attack. Yeah, and uh, Stephen May has always been a, a, a terrific player. A great user of the ball. Great decision maker, Stephen May. Watched what? him very closely. But how, how that? So Melbourne were never going to be in this position that they are tonight, sitting on top of the ladder, without those two playing for them. It, it, it's a really, really good pick. Yeah, that they really have turned it around. Oh, I mean, yeah. Is it a worry with Melbourne, the up and down a little bit, about where they went? Because they sort of went 2018, they finished fifth. Then they went to 17th. Then... Uh, ninth, I think, from memory, and then they've gone. Now they're back, so it, 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 look, they've sort of gone up and down a little bit. Is that right? Well, actually, if you look in the history of the game, it actually happens a little bit. That new team sometimes can go and make that meteoric rise. Then the other teams work them out. Their good players are worked out a little bit, and then yeah, it, it's it's happened a lot, Miles, over the journey. Not every year, but some years, it's happened to them, and they lost their way a bit. But as I said, you know, it's twelve or thirteen hundred game players now, they've persevered with them. Simon Goodwin's persevered with them. And now they're fruits of labour. Well, are they going to get the ultimate? We'll soon find out. The last rising star, oh, I might be testing my memory here, the last rising star at Melbourne, other than Luke Jackson, obviously, recently this year. But oh, I'm thinking back, Jared Rivers, was he the last? Yes, he was. Yeah, Jared Rivers. So, But Luke Jackson, WA boy, uh, rising star. Did they try and lure him back home to the West? That'd be crazy if they didn't, wouldn't they? Where, do you reckon he's going? Well, where would you where would you go? Oh no! Why wouldn't you stay here? This is this team's in their prime. They could be for the next three, four, or five years. They could, but the lure of money and home and yeah, I get all that. But I, I mean, he's going to get paid a handsome wage anyhow. I'd let it unfold for a while. I mean, it's his prerogative once he's found a contract, of course. What about Max Gorn? Superstar. So, yeah, it's interesting. We were talking about the McInerney uh, Gorn ruck jewel. McInerney spent a bit of time rucking for the. VFL reserves sure. at Casey. Yes. And he actually won a league best and fairest in the VFL reserves. I think it was about seven or eight games. He went up to the senior side, lost the VFL grand final. They actually know each other really, really well yeah. and their ruck crop. The last time I think they went head to head in the hitouts, it was only 31 18 in round 12. So it's, it wasn't a massive dominance by right. Gorn over. over it, you'd think 31 18 is thereabouts, isn't it? You're still losing, but not by a lot. No, depending on what sort of pressure you're putting on the, the 13 that you're not getting. Yeah. You know, if you can actually stop that. We've just got the umpires coming onto the ground here, Miles, so that's, uh, they're going to do a bit of a warm-up now. So the game the game is nigh. Yeah, it's getting closer. We've been talking for a long time. I've managed to dry out since we got wet running across the car park. Yeah, I, was, I thought something else had happened, but I'm glad you <laughs> mentioned it was rain. <laughs> hey, we've got the umpires next to us too. I just wonder whether or not that... Um, we haven't had the umpires next to us in that commentary box here before and well, should we sneak next door and see whether or not there's something in the Toby Green bump in our next ad break and just no, say oh, they, they wouldn't comment yeah they probably well it, maybe I shouldn't have said that on air and we could have just got the comment <laughs> said that we said it anyway <laughs> they've probably already seen us do this um, just before here we, we go, go now, coming out on the ground now for the warm up what we might even do if the team back in Melbourne can actually flick us to a little bit of an, uh, a break actually before that before that Leon Cameron speaking of the Toby Green incident he, uh, he spoke about the Toby Green incident only moments ago. This is what Leon Cameron had to say. Yeah, I just had a quick look on the way in here before, guys. Um, very hard for me to comment on it. Clearly, it's a talking point. But um, 
all I know is it wouldn't have been intentional. In terms of, I just I love the way he goes about things. I know he's a talk about player, um, but I'd like to you know really hone in on the positive stuff. I thought his first three quarters were unbelievable. Leon Cameron there, sort of loves the way he goes about it. You don't really get a lot. You're not going to get a lot from the coach really commenting He's on that. He's not going sense. to say anything. Like he oh, is yeah, geez, that was, geez, yeah. That was bad. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Oh, geez, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> hey, hey, join the Ream AFL Tipping League at tipping.sen.au and win big weekly and grand prizes. Brisbane are out on the ground starting their warm-ups. We've got the pre-game show coming up very shortly. Tom Wren to come back to join us from his uh, TV duties. Bloody, we might even jump to a quick break and come back on the other side of this. We'll talk some key matchups before we get into the pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles. Miles Fitzner, Malcolm Blight. It's qualifying final Saturday night football here from Adelaide Oval. The rain is holding off. Can it stay off for a little bit longer? We'll wait and see. Stick with us right here on AFL Nation. You're listening to AFL Nation for the Beaumont Tiles Trade Club. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only. 